0: Hi there, you're listening to The Steve Schramm Show, where we train Christians to become confident, passionate servants of Jesus so they can grow in their walk with God and share their faith more persuasively. Welcome to the show. I can only be honest, this week's episode will kind of be a little bit of a rant, maybe a little bit more than you're used to for me, uh, but, but here's the honest truth, I'm really tired of educated people thinking that they have the monopoly on truth. Now how is that for a loaded statement? I'm diving right into the the deep waters here. Okay. So so let me let me start here. There's nothing wrong with education, nor is there anything wrong with having the truth. All right? Now what's wrong is when somebody thinks that they have the truth in virtue of Their specific education. And it's really sad how often I see this kind of thing within Christian circles. I mean, brothers and sisters will absolutely lambast each other, not on the merits of their claims, but on the mere contents of their view. And we have the necessary ability to make distinctions, all right? We can understand the difference between orthodoxy, heterodoxy, and heresy. We very clearly, in most cases, distinguish where evangelical views might land on that spectrum. So, for example, when a person denies the Trinity, by definition, they are not a Christian. They're guilty of heresy. Now, this Point might be argued, but I would say that when a person holds to a view like conditionalism, as opposed to the eternal conscious torment view of hell, they are probably heterodox on that particular issue. When a person affirms the virgin birth of Christ, they stand within orthodoxy. These are pretty simple concepts and distinctions. And they're actually very careful distinctions that we have to make in order to operate effectively and biblically, all right, within the body of Christ. Now, I'm going somewhere with that. Stick with me. So I see nothing wrong with having an education. In fact, right now, I have my own educational bucket list that I would absolutely love to complete one day. And this even includes certain doctoral level studies. This time, I'm not really able to make that a reality. Maybe that day will come, but I'm not even really sure it matters in most cases, which might sound shocking, but I have a couple reasons and I'm about to give them to you. First, let me give you a very quick disclaimer. I am obviously not claiming that education is bad. Education is not bad. I do not think that it's bad. Um, nor do I think that the people who have an education or bad, I wholly support education. I wish I had more of it. Uh, and I'll talk about that again more in just a minute. Um, my family, I, I mean, I fully support their education. My wife has even talked about possibly even, you know, going back to school a little bit in a couple of years. And of course I want my kids to have a good education. Um, education and being educated is not the problem. It's what you use that education, um, to, to, to say, that could be problematic. Here's the first reason why education might not really matter as much as so many people think. Intellect and understanding are not necessarily equal to education level. Right. In other words, there are dumb educated people, just being honest. I'm sure there are plenty of studies that uh, might demonstrate that at least at some level those who receive more education are smarter. And, of course, there are some disciplines that emphasize critical thinking. For example, a professionally trained analytic philosopher. That person may have more tools in the intellectual tool belt that most laymen don't. But not necessarily. Believe it or not, many of the brightest minds of days gone by were autodidacts, that is, self-taught learners. Have you ever heard of a couple guys like Ben Franklin, Michael Faraday, or Bill Gates? These are all names I'm sure you know, and they are all autodidacts. Yeah, of course, there was some formal education of some kind involved in their lives, but for the most part, they were self-taught learners. Now, of course, just like this, and and just like I mentioned analytic philosophy, you know, there are some specialized areas of knowledge within certain disciplines that the general public does not really have access to. Uh, However, there's no reason that self-studied laymen can't understand uh, general concepts how to craft sound arguments how to understand many scientific claims and and things of that nature so while it's certainly true that while those who receive an education could or even maybe should be quote more intelligent than those who do not that's not necessarily the case Here's the second reason that I'm not really convinced that education matters as much as people make it out to. Credentials are apparently meaningless, and this is kind of getting to the core of this podcast episode, why, why I felt compelled to, to record this. I can think of two examples right off the top of my head that are contentious among scholars within um, evangelicalism right now. So let's take these New Testament literary devices and the origins debate. Now, with respect to the the former, those New Testament literary device theories, those familiar with the debate may or may not know that I actually have a tremendous amount of respect for the parties involved. I don't do very much work, or at least I haven't to this point in New Testament, so I haven't really talked about them. Um, But uh, And I'm not even going to go really far into it right now. If you follow apologetics at all, you are probably aware already of what I am talking about, and you can find some links in the blog post that goes along with this episode if you would like to know more about that in the footnotes, okay? So um, I actually have tremendous respect for the parties involved in that debate. Um, But regardless, claims really abound regarding the intellectual ability concerning the issue that's being debated of the dissenting side in this particular debate. In other words, there's one side of the debate who really dissents from this literary device theory view and claims about the intellectual ability of this person are just floating all over the internet despite this person being a very highly trained individual in her discipline which happens to involve critical thinking now i'm sorry but this just isn't the debate it's not are the claims reasonable now that's the question now you may land differently on that question than me but it doesn't change the facts our goal here is not to count scholarly heads Neither is it to investigate credentials. So, right, let's so let's determine whether or not the arguments for or against are sound. That's what we need to do with respect to the latter issue that I mentioned earlier. That is the origins debate. A recent comment that I observed, which admittedly was was part of the reason, uh, a big reason actually, that I decided to record this episode, uh, from a Wheaton College professor, claimed that no honest or real scientist holds to young age creationism. For scientific reasons. In fact, he went so far as to say that those Christians who, quote, twist and distort, unquote, good science should be, quote, shunned, unquote. Yes, those are his words. Now, I'm sorry, but this is insanity. It demonstrates ignorance, a lack of integrity, and raises the question whether this man belongs in a Christian university really, in the first place. Now, if you disagree with the view, that is young age creationism in this case, fine. You're allowed to disagree. People are allowed to disagree. But his claims are false. I don't care how long he's been a college professor or how much education he boasts, his claims are false. And they poorly judge character and motive and they fail to make the distinction between the language of heresy, remember shunned, and orthodoxy or heterodoxy. So that that's the reason why I brought that up earlier and spent a couple uh, seconds on that, because this is the kind of thing that's going on. There's this, this language. And by the way, let me just admit right here that a lot of times, the young age creationist is guilty of this too. They'll call old age creationism um, a heresy of some sort. Well, it's not. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I disagree with it adamantly for big reasons, and you could make the case that maybe it has some implications that would lead to heretical teachings in some versions of it, but just to flat out say that some form of old age creationism is heresy, I think is probably uncharitable and wrong. Um, at the very, at the very most, it would be orthodoxy, if, or excuse me, at the very most, it would be heterodoxy, if you could prove that that was the orthodox view throughout. Church history, and I'm not an expert in that field, so I'm not going to claim that it was, although I would probably think that it was based on what I have read. Now, you may not agree with them, but CMI, that is Creation Ministries International, has an entire list. That lays to rest the idea that a creationist can't hold multiple PhDs, be quite well educated and even well respected in their field, and certainly it doesn't rule out the idea, and it bolsters the idea that there are PhDs who hold to young age creationism on the basis of scientific evidence. Now yes, that's going to stem from their understanding of the Bible as well, but that's not to say that they are only holding to it for biblical reasons. They believe there are good scientific reasons to think that it is the proper view as well. But careless and absurd comments like this, professors, are made all the time. I mean, I'm not about to work toward credentials merely to be affirmed by others. That doesn't make any sense to me. At the end of the day, Those credentials apparently don't matter because even if you're a subject matter expert on the view, if you disagree with the majority, apparently you are wrong. So here is my admonition to you before we kind of close this out. To those who have the privilege of an advanced degree, listen to me. Use it responsibly and don't be a snob for Christ. Use it responsibly. And don't be a snob for Christ. If you right now are somebody who is pursuing an advanced degree, use it responsibly and don't be a snob for Christ. To those who don't have an advanced degree, never stop learning, never stop reading, and never stop proving the snobs wrong. Remember, at the end of the day, when you're in discussions, it's about arguments and evidence. Arguments and evidence. Now, look, I, I know that a lot of times there's these scholarly. Um, I, I, I want to. The, the word I want to say is an ugly word, so I'm not going to say it. But there are these scholarly matches and intensified debates that come down many times to simple ad hominem attacks. They, they don't deal with arguments and evidence, and that is wrong. That is a bad approach, and it demonstrates that the person who supposedly has the higher education and the scholarship doesn't have any tools in his tool belt for thinking critically, because when you go into that, that's total appeals to authority, ad hominem attacks. Yes, there are legitimate ways to appeal to authority and things of that nature, but that is not what's going on here in many cases. Now, I want to close out by mentioning just uh, an an anti-intellectual liability or two, all right? In other words, I want to make sure you don't carry my thoughts here further than they are intended to go if you've spent any time at all listening to my work, reading my work, you know good and well that I heavily criticize this idea of anti-intellectualism in the church. I mean, I've written three books so far. I've written countless blog posts. I've recorded podcasts and videos. I mean, I, I am for intellectualism. I consider myself to be an Intellectual, okay. So I don't want you to think again that I'm not for education and that I'm not for learning. Okay, I do not advocate for this. And there are those who undermine, I think, their own claims to knowledge by some sort of an appeal to this vacuous posture. And um, isn't that ironic? It's kind of like the, the the pastor who says that apologetics isn't necessary, and then they go on to give reasons and apologia for why. Uh, apologetics is not necessary, so they obviously believe that apologetics is necessary in some cases, all right? So the thing is that we should not think of this in terms of a false dichotomy, whereby you know to be intellectual is to be a snob, and to be anti-intellectual is to be gracious. That's not at all what it means, and a lot of times the reverse of that is true. It's demonstrably false, and of course one doesn't just follow from the other logically. So here's the bottom line: be gracious and committed to the development of your mind. Be gracious and committed to the development of your mind. You know, to be honest, gracious intellectuals are really some of my favorite people in the world. They're committed to real dialogue and debate rather than ad hominem spewing matches and communicate with intellectual rigor and precision. And I think we should all strive to be more like that. Hey, I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of The Steve Schramm Show. If our material blesses you, you can actually help directly sponsor the creation of new free content for as little as $1 per month. There's some awesome benefits too. something new I'm working on right now is adding audiobook. I have um, I have 3 audiobooks right now so I'm adding audiobook files to the Patreon supporter page. If you support at the $10 level or above, you will get the audiobooks that we currently have as well as audiobooks that we produce for everything that we write in the future. Again, I've mentioned um, different communications through email and Uh, on the blog, maybe on the podcast as well, that I plan to do a lot more writing this year, a lot more book writing, and a lot more in the future. And so... All of those are going to get turned into audiobooks, and those will be available on the Patreon stream. So in that way, you will have access for that $10 a month to everything that we produce in the future from the standpoint of of the more in-depth books that we write. So I highly encourage you to go over there. You can get there by going to patreon.com slash swshram. As always, thank you for your support, Um, and I, I, I appreciate if you would share this podcast with others. If you find it helpful, I would love to reach more people this year than ever before. God bless you. Thank you. We'll see you on the next one.